Welcome to another podcast with Intelligent Adventist. We are going to look at Mark chapter 6, verses 14 through 29. This is the story of the death of John the Baptist. <clears throat> Herod Antipas, the king, soon heard about Jesus because everyone was talking about him. Some were saying that this may be John the Baptist raised from the dead. That is why he can do such miracles. Others said he is the prophet Elijah. Still others said he is a prophet like the other great prophets of the past. When Herod heard about Jesus, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has come back from the dead. For Herod had sent soldiers to arrest and imprison John as a favor to Herodias. She had been his brother Philip's wife, but Herod had married her. John had been telling Herod, It is against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. So Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But without Herod's approval, she was powerless, for Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, protected him. Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. So, <clears throat> in this particular passage, we are looking at a very sad moment in uh, Jesus' ministry, one of many that would come. And in this story we first see, I think, the interaction of Jesus's ministry and what he was about with the civil authorities. So there is some, uh, it, and it all came to a head with his own crucifixion in the end, but this is, I think, the, the very first real problematic interaction. <clears throat> so the text just describes the, the prior uh, after and then you know goes back almost like a flashback to the time when John was still alive but it describes how Herod heard of Jesus and thought he was John the Baptist come back from the dead to haunt him and he realized that there was uh, that Jesus was definitely influential and that he was probably even more powerful than John was because he was doing miracles so what is your uh, ideas right in the beginning here? Uh, yeah, so I think what, what's happening is that um, there's kind of a, 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 an, like the, the popularity of John the Baptist versus the popularity of Jesus didn't overlap completely. So, you know, John the Baptist is super popular and then he's killed. And at that same time, Jesus' ministry is slowly picking up in popularity, and and then and then he becomes more known later on. So because of that, Herod probably hadn't heard of Jesus until after the death of John the Baptist, and that's when when he was becoming more popular. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure what else I can say for this section here, but. Yeah, so the story, the story behind Herod uh, taking over or Herod uh, ruling in, in this particular time period was that there had been a series of uprisings um, among the Jews against the Romans. And the Romans had, had quelled those uprisings uh, pretty strongly. And over time, <clears throat> what had happened is... Um, I believe, uh, my, 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 suddenly my, my mind went blank here, but I believe it was the Romans and not the Greeks 
but I believe it was the Romans that had granted this family uh, uh, leadership of this area. So he, he was Jewish himself. I mean, his family was at least somewhat uh, in, that, in that line. However, whatever deal he, his uh, father or grandfather, whatever, had made with, with the Romans, he was carrying on that, that repressive rule. And here, John was creating problems personally for him because it says that John was uh, finding fault with the, the circumstances uh, with his relationship with Herodias, his, his sister-in-law. So, <clears throat> um, and really, Herod had nothing wrong, nothing against John himself. He liked to listen to his sermons. He could see that John was definitely a force for good in, the, uh, in, his, er in his area of leadership or whatever, um, in his kingdom. Yeah. yeah, his influence was for good. So there was nothing wrong there, and he, he actually liked John. But the problem was his wife had an issue with, with John. And she had a grudge. So let's just read on and see how the story con continues. It says, Herodias's chance finally came on Herod's birthday. He gave a party for his high government officials, army officers, and the leading citizens of Galilee. Then his daughter, also named Herodias, I thought her name was Salome, but anyway, I guess it was, um, <clears throat> came in and performed a dance that greatly pleased Herod and his guests. Ask for me anything you like, the king said to the girl, and I will give it to you. He even vowed I will give you whatever you ask up to half of my kingdom. She went out and asked her mother, what should I ask for? Her mother told her, ask for the, the head of John the Baptist. So the girl hurried back to the king and told him, I want the head of, the, of John the Baptist right now on a tray. The king was, uh, the king deeply regretted what he had said but because of the vows he had made in front of his guests, he could not refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner to the prison to cut off John's head and bring it to him. The soldier beheaded John in the prison and brought his head on a tray and gave it to the girl who took it to her mother. When John's disciples heard what had happened, they came to get his body and buried it in a tomb. So lots there in this extremely unfortunate story. So... You know, going going back just a tiny bit, sure. I, I like the fact that John, John could have said to himself, like, hey, listen, my ministry is to the Jewish people. My ministry is to, to cause revival in Israel. It's to, to clear up the pathway for the Messiah. I should focus on that and let this uh, Edomite do his own thing. You know, he's, he's with the Romans. He's not part of the, the God's people, you know. Who cares what he does? You know, if he wants to take his brother's wife, that's, that's his problem. Yeah. But, uh, but the guy, no, the guy just, you know, he, he was willing to speak up and speak the truth to, to whoever gave him the opportunity. And if Hera was going to come and listen to him, then he needed to know the truth. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, he could have spiritualized his message to the point where he could have said, uh, my work is on the inside and on the outside, and yeah. there's nothing I need to do. Um, you know, in this particular realm with somebody who's powerful. But instead, he actually decided to speak out and he decided to make uh, his, uh, I mean, make, make it known uh, what the Bible actually held on this particular topic. And there was no secret there. Herod had 
uh, taken uh, this this <clears throat> he had fallen in love with uh, his uh, brother's wife and uh, being the more powerful he had taken her by force and uh, he was just going to continue that uh, relationship regardless and the thing is his wife Herodias is the one who did not like John questioning her legitimacy and the legitimacy of her relationship and bringing attention to that fact so that was where the problem was and then Herod compounded the issue by making this rash thing but I mean who, who would think that somebody like your daughter is going to come back and ask for the head of somebody right nobody would think that yeah. and <clears throat> so here I mean obviously uh, the text is a text here, and we, we will stay with it. But I will mention that in The Desire of Ages, Ellen White goes into this particular scene in great detail. And she mentions the fact that Herod waited, hoping that somebody in the audience, some of the priests that were there, some of the religious leaders, would speak up on behalf of John. They re He really, really hoped and would free him of this of this uh, promise but nobody did yeah. now I'll add something else long ago in I think uh, 2006 at uh, GYC uh, David Ashley preached a sermon on this particular uh, topic it was called because of those who sat and that was his title taken from the King James version of the, the story and in that version it says that because of those who sat Herod decided not to say do anything and he he just continued with the with the request, and he he talked about peer pressure, both internal and external, and how that can lead us to compromising our morals and our faith eventually. <clears throat> I don't think there's anything particularly uh, redeeming about the girl, in the fact that she was like. Uh, Mrs. White says that when she went back to her mother and her mother said, "Do ask for this, that she told her mother that it was too much, like this was too much. But the mother forced her to. Yeah. Uh, but still, the girl, <coughs> however she was, she just decided to listen to her mother and she followed through on that. And, uh, you know, uh, put Herod into this terrible position. So it is, it is a story of court intrigue. It is a story of revenge. And it is definitely um, a terrible consequence. And what ended up happening is one night of partying led to the, the death of the greatest prophet ever. And uh, it was something that Herod carried with him for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah so um, I think we can come back and, and spend some time on this particular aspect of the story of, about how... Uh, Nobody spoke up when they should have, and um, how and the, the, the ramifications and the, the consequences of that. But for now, um, maybe we could talk a bit about uh, just the the overall situation with with somebody that's as significant as John the Baptist, who had played a major part in Jesus's life and ministry, and the fact that he was uh, allowed to be killed. At this particular time, and and uh, um, because mm, the timing know, of his death, yeah, because even the next verse says uh, when Jesus heard, and the apostles heard, they went uh, some someplace apart, 
you know they took they took kind of a break from their ministry um yeah yeah so yeah so there, there's a lot of questions there like why when john was arrested why didn't jesus speak up on his behalf and create a national movement clamoring for his release yeah that's number one and the second is why didn't jesus or god uh intervene supernaturally like they did like god did for peter and for other apostles when they were imprisoned by uh, some of the same authorities yeah and <clears throat> so there are some questions here and they're worth getting into so the first i think would be why didn't jesus make this a feature of his ministry I think the reason why Jesus didn't make this a feature of his ministry was that John had accomplished the task that he had been given. And any further uh, ministry of John would have been, uh, unless God had needed it, it would have been not needed at this point. So John had fulfilled his purpose. The thing is, I mean, when you look at this, John is 30 years old here. Jesus 30. So they're young men. They're at the, the prime of their life. And John definitely had deprived himself of his entire life to prepare himself for his mission. He had accomplished his mission. He more than deserved to, ha to have a respected place next to Jesus for the rest of his life. He would have contributed well to the church. He could have easily married, had kids and grandkids and seen Jesus... Uh, ascend to heaven and continued with the church and be a leader uh, and, and be a, a leader yeah among the apostles among the apostles you could have been an apostle yeah. a prophet apostle but god decided that, that was not uh in his uh future yeah and god allowed for this particular instance to happen doesn't mean that it it, it could have gone another way and john could have been released uh if herod had had a, a crisis of conscience or whatever and he would have been released and maybe he would have continued. But God allowed this particular thing to happen because in his view, John had finished his, his purpose. Yeah, so I can hear somebody uh, looking at the story and saying like, uh, so that's how it is, you know, God uses us when he needs us and when he's done with us, we're just uh, disposable, you know? Yeah. And uh, that, that whole attitude just misses... The big picture of everything that's happening here because God is looking at this thing as how can I possibly save the most individuals how can I do this thing in a way that uh, I could get through to as many as possible in a way that it resolves the the questions of the great controversy in a way that uh, God is working within the parameters of the great controversy so he doesn't step outside these uh, you know, like Peckham usually calls them, the rules of engagement, where, where the whole uh, thing is fair to everyone involved, and and the 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 issues are seen clearly, and all this stuff. So there's all this ramification that God is working with, and He's working for for the best of all humanity and and the rest of the the universe and the rest of all created beings. And uh, it's just it's just strange how sometimes people can can sit in judgment on that and say like, oh, you know, God could have acted differently. But, but what, what did happen actually was a significant help to Jesus' ministry. Because here's an individual that everybody respected. They respected him for how he lived. They respected him for his preaching, 
his straight testimony. They respected him for standing up to Herod, which everybody within the Jewish community didn't like, first of all. And second, they, they knew that he was doing something wrong, but they were afraid to say anything about it. And John the Baptist did speak up. So they respected him for all this. And then he was killed in the process, so he became a martyr. But throughout this entire ministry, he never uh, changed his, uh, his uh, endorsement of Jesus. So somebody who everybody really, really respected from within the Jewish community had endorsed Jesus all the way through. And this became a strong uh, support for Jesus' ministry. And, and maybe people that were on the fence, that weren't sure uh, whether they should listen to the Pharisees or not. Uh, they were confused. They had this on their side to say, look, John the Baptist supported him and trusted him. So he maybe, you know, I should really in him as well. Yeah. So it, his death made a, a major, had a major impact in, in uh, the success of the ministry of Jesus. So yeah. It wasn't a loss. <clears throat> so the, I guess, yeah. So I guess the second, the second observation is, why didn't Jesus personally intervene? Why didn't he give an audience to Herod, meet with him, whatever, and uh, plead for his release, right? Why didn't he create this national movement? And I think the answer there is that this would have detracted or distracted him from his actual purpose. And for Jesus that was more critical than sparing John's life, which was already secure in, in, for the future, right? And, I mean, there was a moment when John was in jail when he momentarily lost uh, his hope. I think he was, he was pretty strong, but the disciples that were coming to him, they just felt like they kept telling him that, that he should be out. And he then decided that maybe Jesus was not interested in, in him or whatever. And then it, they went back to, to Jesus with, his disciples went back to Jesus with, uh, with the question, are you the one who we should be looking for or should we look for someone else? And Jesus didn't answer directly. He just said, almost like hold my beer. Mm -hmm. And he let them see all the miracles that, that he could perform. Uh, in a single day and then they went back and told John and he was encouraged yeah so <clears throat> I think uh, there was that there was that moment too but in this particular story here Jesus did, chose not to go and, and intervene and John was left to his fate right so I'm pretty sure that John uh, accepted his fate as gladly as he could you know he when the soldier came or whatever it was and uh, that was the that was the end of of his life but in the text itself over here it goes on to say that the soldiers brought the head to to John I mean uh, John's head and then it went uh, to the mother and then from there it ended up going to uh, I mean, uh, the, the disciples came and they took the body and buried, yeah. buried John, yeah. presumably in his family's grave, yeah. right? Now, I think one of the, the things that, that really strikes me in this particular story is that quotation from Ellen White where she talks about how if we could see the end from the beginning yeah. of what God is trying to accomplish, 
that we would choose no other way than the way that God has led yes. us. And I think when John looks back, he will see that this was the best thing because his example ended up proving to be a comfort to many millions who have spent uh, time in prison or who have given up their lives for Christ in in there. So he became, as you said, the first martyr and the first example of how to conduct oneself in, in adverse circumstances. Yeah. Uh, when, when, you know, in the, in the new earth, for sure, John, looking back, will say, hey, this, this was the best plan for me. And not just then, but even during his life. I mean, the man spent his entire existence surrendered to God for that one moment. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, he, basically, he lived his life as saying, Lord, whatever you think is the best path, that's the path for me. And this meant that he had to go live in the wilderness when all the other people his age were out having fun, finding a wife, doing their, you know, setting up their business, whatever it was. He was in the wilderness, praying, studying the word, preparing for his ministry. It, it was the tone of his entire life. So by the time he gets to prison and death, he, he was within the same state of surrender. And, uh, you know, yeah. he was already willing to to go whichever direction God chooses for his life. Yeah. Uh, even then, not just in the future looking back. Yeah. So yeah. he had spent his whole life preparing for... Uh, his whole life he had spent serving God, and this was just one more act of service. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For him. So I would like to spend some time talking about the people that were there in this particular story and how none of them spoke up that to to say something and i think uh this may require this this would be the because of those who sat uh episode but i think this will this will require a a separate episode where we will cover uh or several several episodes maybe where we will cover some aspects of of this particular thing with modern applications for us today